Well, welcome to the Black Madonna Speaks with me, your host, Stephanie Georgieff. We will begin this episode with a grateful thank you to all the generous Patreon supporters who make this podcast possible. Welcome to new subscribers to the podcast and new members to the Patreon Black Madonna Speaks family. Now, we're in the first week of the Stars Upon Her Mantle, which is a daily inspiration and reflection on the different stars of the mantle of the Virgin of Guadalupe. The Stars Upon Her Mantle is in solidarity with the people who are making a pilgrimage to the Shrine of Guadalupe in Mexico City. And this pilgrimage starts 46 days before the Festival of Guadalupe in commemoration of the 46 stars that are visible on her mantle. As we know, pilgrimages need not involve walking hundreds of miles. We can be spirit walkers and journey in our hearts and souls. See the link in the program notes on how to become a member, a Patreon supporter, so that you receive these daily inspirational messages and occasional podcasts uh, that are Patreon only that are surrounding this incredible journey. Now, we are also nearly into Advent. It's only a few weeks away. So if you would like to journey during Advent with the Black Madonna, the ebook Divine Darkness, The Journey of Advent with the Black Madonna, is available on the Black Madonna Speaks Patreon page, and everyone can download this. You don't have to be a Patreon supporter if you, for whatever reason, don't want to become a Patreon supporter, but anybody can download on the Patreon page. So the link also is in the program notes. Now for this episode, we will be exploring a very unique Madonna, Our Lady of Akita in Japan. I try to explore Black Madonnas from around the world. And this one is like many Madonnas in that she has a unique story and has inspired countless souls. Another reason I was attracted to this Madonna is that she is rather modern by most standards. Our Lady of Akita is similar to other Black Madonnas in that she reflects the complex history and spiritual evolution of the land where she resides. One of the heart-expanding joys of the Black Madonna Speaks is that I get to explore areas I never really knew existed, as I like to say, as a middle-class white girl from Southern California, my education in grade and high school did not include much outside the USA, Britain, and Western Europe. My specific orientation of Japan when I was young, was this amazing restaurant in Orange County where my family would go. We would look at this amazing Japanese garden on the side of the restaurant that had fountains and carp and all kinds of lovely things. And we would sit on the floor and sip miso soup and enjoy tempura. Sushi was really not a thing in the U.S. in the 1960s and 70s. Obviously, much has changed since then. 
So I have been very enriched and my mind and heart expanded by delving into Our Lady of Akita. And I hope your heart is widened to include the amazing stories of resilience and mystery which surrounds this Japanese Madonna. Now, in order to understand Our Lady of Akita, we need a very abridged version of the history of Japanese Christianity. There are other religious traditions um, that are very beautiful and meaningful to the majority of Japanese people. I cannot really comment on those unless I do a lot of research on them. So I'm not trying to dismiss other types of faith traditions in Japan. I am simply going to explore the Christian tradition in Japan. Modern Japanese Christianity is known as Kirisuto Kyo. Christian missionaries led by Francis Xavier entered Japan in 1549. Francis Xavier was a Jesuit born in the Basque country of Spain. Of note, this is the region of Spain and it has numerous black madonnas and hosts the northern route of the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. Francis was the first to bring Christianity to Japan and was known as the Apostle to the East. He landed in Kagoshima in 1549, and for the subsequent two-plus years, he proselytized in such places as Hirado and Yamaguchi, baptizing more than 500 people. Francis arrived only six years after the first Portuguese traders, and over the next century, um, there were at least hundreds and thousands of Japanese that converted. Some religious scholars estimate nearly a half a million converted to Christianity in the 50 years after this event. Now, Christianity, as I said, first came to Japan in 1549, and this was during an era of turmoil known as the Warring States period, which lasted from 1467 through 1568. In Kyushu, some Daimyo, which are regional lords, underwent baptism and became Christians. And these gentlemen protected missionaries and allowed them to perform their work, thereby securing great profits from trading with the West. In 1587, however, the powerful warlord Tayatomi Hideyoshi, who lived from 1537 to 1598, he issued an anti-Christian edict which initiated a movement against the religion that was intensified with a further, further edict by the newly established Edo Shogunate in 1612. Christianity was banned for some 215 years during the Edo period, which lasted between 1603 and 1868. During this period, Japan entered a period of relative international isolation, 
for almost two and a half centuries, during which time it had no contact with Western Christianity. In 1853, U.S. Commodore Matthew Perry arrived with a fleet of ships triggering the reopening of Japan to international trade. Just five years later, in 1858, the Japan-U.S. Treaty of Amity and Commerce was signed, and U.S. Protestant missionaries came to Japan. Missionaries returned to spread the faith once more in the second half of the 19th century after the country was again open to trade. A very dramatic event uh, occurred in 1865. Japanese, what they called themselves, hidden Christians, declared their faith openly at Nagasaki's Orua Church, built by French residents of the city. During the two and a half centuries of persecution and banishment, hundreds of the faithful carried on in secret house churches and kept their faith alive. On March 17, 1865, the French Catholic priest Bernard Thadi Petitjean who lived from 1829 through 1884, was praying before the altar of the newly built Ora Church in Nagasaki when he was approached by a group of 15 people from the nearby village of Orakami. Led by a woman named Sugimoto Yuri, the group professed their Christian faith to the surprised priest, these were hidden Christians who had secretly kept their faith alive through 250 years of suppression. The discovery that Christians had handed down their faith through generations during the long years of harsh repression is seen by many as a miracle. Today, about 1 to 2 million Japanese are Christians, and this is about 1 to 2% of Japan's population and churches can be found across the country. In 2018, the hidden Christian sites in the Nagasaki region, which includes Nagasaki and Kumamoto, became a UNESCO World Heritage Site. On June 30 of that year, the World Heritage Committee of UNESCO announced the official registration of the hidden Christian sites in the Nagasaki region on its World Heritage List. The locations include the Ora Church in Nagasaki, the remains of Hara Castle, where Christian farmers were besieged during the Shimabara Rebellion of 1637 and 38, and the Sagatsu in Amakusa, a fishing village that was once the center for Christianity. The UNESCO advisory body, the International Council on Monuments and Sites, commented that the sites bear testimony to the unique cultural tradition nurtured by hidden Christians in the Nagasaki region, who secretly practiced their faith despite a ban on Christianity. Just FYI, and I certainly hope to do this someday, most Japanese tourist agencies offer special tours to the hidden Christian sites. 
Another interesting bit of information is that in addition to Christianity, about 70% of the population of Japan practices Shinto, and about 66% um, practice Buddhism. And I realize this, uh, if you add this up, it's over 100%, but these are statistics from the websites. And about 6.2 practice other religions. Now, however, if you ask people on the street, um, they often do not identify about religious beliefs. That just doesn't seem to be a big deal in Japan. Now, there is an active Christian community in Japan, which I'm very excited about and would love to visit them. And the sect, this is the sect that falls, follows anthroposophical Christology. And the church is also called Christian Gemeinschaft in German. And it's also very interesting that Waldorf education and Eurythmy is really um, blossoming in Japan these days. When I was studying at the Rudolf Steiner College, most of the foreign students were actually from Japan. It's really sweet to get to know them. Now back to Our Lady of Akita. Our Lady of Akita is a wooden statue carved from the native Japanese Katsura tree. And this image was carved in 1963 by Mr. Saburo Wakasa. And he was a wood sculptor living in Akita City. Our Lady has very distinct Japanese facial features and is standing in front of a cross and standing on top of a globe with her hands outstretched. What is of particular interest is that in addition to numerous miracles associated with the statue, her face and hands have become increasingly darker through the years, more of a reddish-brown hue where the rest of the statue is a warm tan, like a caramel color. Um, of the wood. Now this is significant mainly because she is entirely carved from wood and is not painted or gilt. So it's sort of unusual that her face and hands only would darken, but not the rest of the statue. I find it more than a coincidence that the Katsura tree is incorporated in many ancient Japanese legends, including a legend that explains uh, the shadow of the moon. Now, for you arborists and horticulturists out there, the Katsura tree is recommended in landscape designs, mainly because of the shade that it produces in gardens. And Japanese folklore presents the Katsura tree as the means by which the gods descended from the heavens and symbolize the joining of earth and sky. So I think it's interesting that she was carved out of this wood. Now, the physical miracles associated with this image are legendary. And one of the miracles was there was a stigmata-like wound on the palm of one of her hands that was in the shape of a cross, which bled 
periodically for a while. When this phenomena ceased, the statue would shed tears from her eyes. And as you can imagine, both of these events caused quite a stir. Japanese television stations recorded the weeping eyes of Our Lady in the early 1970s. A local priest was assigned to document both the stigmata and the tears, and numerous miracles of people being healed directly or distantly after dreams of Our Lady of Akita occurred. Now, each of these miracles has been investigated and has been given the blessing of the Vatican. The site of Akita has a very dramatic history regarding Christianity in Japan. In 1624, there was an edict proclaimed and 32 Christians were martyred at this location. During the process, which I will not describe, let's just say it was rather gruesome and echoed what was done to heretics in the Middle Ages. But during the process of their martyrdom, the guards charged with carrying out the violence remarked that the night sky became illuminated during this terrible event. From this time forward until the 1850s, people who wanted to worship as Christians for obvious reasons did so in secret, hence the entire hidden Christian movement. Our Lady of Akita is considered to be an extension of Our Lady of Fatima. Since what I would call an onslaught of apparitions of the Virgin Mary in the last several centuries, from Lourdes to Fatima to Medjugorje to Cabejo, the common theme of all these apparitions is that the Virgin appears and implores people to essentially love one another and get themselves together, so to speak, spiritually. It seems that these apparitions are somewhat of a warning where conflicts might arise eventually. One of the individuals that figures prominently with Our Lady of Akita narrative is called Sister Agnes. Agnes was born Katsuko Sasagawa to a Buddhist family. She had been born prematurely and suffered ill health throughout her life. As a teen, she converted to Christianity and joined the Sisters of Our Lady near Akita, Japan. During her tenure as a nun, Sister Agnes had been stricken with deafness and through prayer and endurance was healed by Our Lady of Akita. Of note is that Sister Agnes received the cross-shaped stigmata on her left hand shortly after she prayed to Our Lady for healing. She heard a voice that told her everyone, even the Virgin Mary, suffered. Agnes was healed of her deafness, and the image of Our Lady expressed a similar stigmata wound on her right hand. Numerous books have been written on this event, and the healings as well as the miraculous events of the statue, as I said before, have been confirmed and validated as authentic by the Vatican. A bit of digression, dear listeners. Those of us of a certain age remember the hype surrounding the beginning of the new millennium. While others were partying or preparing for a global shutdown, I joined a prayer retreat in, of all places, Las Vegas, Nevada. 
The retreat was organized by the Nevada Desert Experience, an ecumenical peace group that stood in witness and protest to the Nevada nuclear test site as, as a representative of great evil. My mother participated in several Holy Week vigils with the Nevada Desert Experience, and that's how I learned about them. And my dear mom even got arrested for crossing the line at the test site. The New Year's 1999 event was quite amazing in that there were representatives from Islam, Catholicism, various Protestant sects, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism, and the Shoshone tribe whose land was confiscated by the Department of Defense in order to explode nuclear bombs and test procedures. But the people that most moved me at this event were the people who came from Japan, several Hiroshima bomb survivors who came to join us as we prayed for peace in the new millennium. I spent New Year's Eve that New Year's to end all New Year's Eves at a Las Vegas convent. Yes, there is one. And I spent my New Year's Eve in their garage on a cot. A group of conference attendees went to the test site along with Martin Sheehan, who is a devout Catholic, by the way, to pray and cross into the site to get arrested. I personally do not want to get arrested for anything. So I stayed behind with the nuns, but rose the next day to join the dawn sundance with the Shoshone natives, along with others, to greet the new year, the new decade, the new century, and the new millennium. Several of the Hiroshima survivals joined this circle. It obviously made an impression on me, especially the warmth and love exuding from the Japanese participants who wanted to convey their love and forgiveness towards and warnings to the Americans about the dangers of nuclear war. Sister Agnes of Our Lady of Akita, Japan fame is also recognized as most of her generation is as living through the threshold of an era of unimaginable occurrences, specifically the onslaught of the nuclear age. Agnes became a Christian and entered the Order of the Sisters of Our Lady in Nagasaki, the site of the second nuclear bombing. What many, particularly Americans, do not know is that both Hiroshima and Nagasaki had the largest populations of Christians in Japan. The convent of Our Lady had been destroyed in the bombing, but rose again to be a model of healing, tranquility, love, and resilience in the ensuing decades. What is also of note is that the statue of Our Lady of Akita, her hands, as I said before, have become darker throughout the decades of her existence. And this is also true of her feet, but not her dress. This is interesting. So Japan, as we know, if we've studied geography, is on the Pacific Rim, which means the tectonic plate of the Earth that is mountainous, full of volcanoes and seismic activity. In esoteric cosmology, this area is seen as the remnants of where the moon exited the earth. 
And it's really interesting, some new scientific discoveries are starting to say that that might have actually happened. And that actually the remnant of what became the moon is actually currently in the center of the earth. I think this is really interesting. So this is what happens when you listen to Science Friday on NPR. Now, I grew up in Southern California, a Pacific Rim region. And let me tell you, the earth is always moving there. Sometimes in big jolts, which are the earthquakes California is so famous for, and others just a constant ebb and flow. Japanese has numerous, Japan has numerous volcanoes and also experiences earthquakes on a regular basis. Some esoteric traditions feel that the ancient continent of Lemuria, or Mu, and the traditions found in the Theosophical and other records, and that Japan is a remnant of this landmass that predated Atlantis. Um, and this continent of Lemuria or Mu had sunk beneath the sea quite a very long time ago. I have no proof of these theories. I simply find them interesting, especially since Our Lady of Akita stands on top of the globe, hands outstretched, and is made of the Katsura tree, which symbolizes the joining of the heavens and the earth. The Madonna in general is the symbol of birthing the Christ within and is also a symbol of the heavens coming to the earth through a human. The cross, the Christian cross, can also be understood as a symbol of heaven bisecting the earth with the human as the meeting point. Japan is also a land of many sacred sites and places of spiritual power. As I said before, there are numerous travel agencies which offer either assistance or guided tours to the pilgrimage sites throughout Japan. There's a site I just discovered called Walkopedia, which is a collaborative site where hikers share tips on hikes, walks, and pilgrimages all over the world. Many of Japan's pilgrim routes are on this site. And finally, the Japanese government tourist sites also feature the pilgrim routes. I remember watching some series on PBS years ago on pilgrimages, which included um, programs on many traditions from different religions. And I remember one segment was on Japan. Unfortunately, I've only run through the airport in Tokyo, Japan. I've never actually visited the beautiful country. Looking at pictures of the pilgrim route, I can assure you there is much natural beauty to be witnessed in person. The evolution of Christianity for me is interesting there. The evolution of Shintoism to Buddhism and then Christianity is one of compassion to love. The Japanese have borne much through their tumultuous history. Where leaders and warlords across the globe cause much suffering, it is the everyday people who simply want to live in peace that are often blamed for the sins of their leaders. As I reflect on that momentous conference I attended in Las Vegas in the waning days of the 20th century, I was profoundly moved by the witness of those who had lived through the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki.
I felt deep sorrow looking at the pictures of the devastation, as well as the images of little girls in kimonos, hands clasped in prayer, crying and pleading for my country to not bomb them again. There is a bond between Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the Shoshone Nation in Nevada, the land where the bomb was designed and tested was taken from the Shoshone, and the fruits of those tests was exploded upon the people, mostly Christians, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The tribal elders who joined our prayer vigil on that New Year's dawn were noble, their drumming and singing greeting to the sun next to the nuclear test site left a very deep impression on me. The miracle of Our Lady of Akita speaks to us all. We bleed, we cry, we suffer, and yet we endure. The most difficult thing any of us can do is to forgive unspeakable harm done to us or those we love. Our Lady of Akita shows great compassion and solidarity with those who suffer. Her face and hands are becoming darker, in my opinion, because she symbolizes the transformation of cosmic will into human will. Her miracles are a message to us all that we are not alone and that we must learn to both forgive and to love. This is Stephanie Georgia saying thanks again to my Patreon supporters. And remember, anyone can join us on our pilgrimage of the stars upon her mantle. Just become a member. The Advent book is available to all on the Black Madonna Speaks Patreon page. Until next time, I wish you many blessings on your journey. <laughs>